I just cannot wait for episode 48. Listeners, I feel like we have really hit our stride. We know what we're doing, don't we? You know your part. We know ours. We know what is going on. This is episode 48. It's an enchanting episode. But what we need from you is to do what I ask every week. Leave a review if you've not done so already. Check out our Patreon if you'd like to support us further. Patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. We're going on tour. If you'd like to see us live, check out Pottervision.com for all our tour dates. Anyway, here's me going on and on and on asking so much. Here's episode 48. Welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man is on the floor, he's doing press-ups, it's Tom Lawrenson. We look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and analyse them with no literary criticism whatsoever, it's purely logic. Tom, mm. we're on episode 48, Ooh. do you believe? Book 3, chapter 13... Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Oh, Lucas, I'm happy to be back. This is one of my favourite chapters of the series. Whenever it's a Quidditch chapter, I say, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, Let me picture the match inside my head. Balls flying everywhere. Fred and George batting the bludger away. It's good. Oh, and we've missed these Quidditch chapters. It's been a whole one chapter since we've had one. Oh, oh we're glad it's back. You happy? How's your week been? All right. I've got a story to tell you. You might like, you might like to hear this using those little dangly things that dangle from your head, your ears. Let me change the setting from blow to suck. They're ready to receive your story. Listeners, they're now sucking their lobes inside and he's gone deaf. Anyway, anyway, I continue. I went to a festival on Monday. Ooh. Music. Mm. Food. Yeah. People drinking. Mm. People dancing. Mm. Grass. Sky. Overcast. Yeah. Uh, Performers. Mm. Bands. Yeah. Festival. 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 I'm there. Yeah. People approach me. Yeah. Tap me on the shoulder. I went, ah, too hard. Yeah. (laughs) They tap me on the shoulder. I go, ah, (laughs) too hard. Yeah. They slap me on the back thrice. Yeah. I go, that's enough. I turn around. It's three younguns. Yeah. They go, (laughs) we're a fan of the Pottervision podcast. Hey. I go, you're not. You're not, are you? They go, not specifically. They go, we love you. Hate the other guy. No. They didn't say that. I go, don't believe it. They go, no, 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 that's how we feel. We listen to them all. No. Love you, Tom Lawrenson. But Lucas Kirkby... He makes us mad. mad. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's what they were saying about you. Oh, I don't believe and that. And this is strangers. Can you believe that? Oh, strangers can't, can't believe it. it. And so I said, lads I said, and lasses, which is the majority of you, <laughs> I said, let me talk you around. I said, he's a good egg. Yeah. Only joking. Hey! <laughs> hey, what did they say? They said they liked the pod. Approached you in the wild. And what I do remember... Yeah. Is they mentioned the mole song? Did they? They love the mole song. A lot of what, fans of that. From what I read, collect. Maybe yeah. you should release that as a single. Yeah, single. Yeah, yeah. I came up with that. I was about ten years old <laughs> to, uh, you know, amuse the people at the after school club. Mm. Mm. Oh well. Mm. They'll yeah. be dead now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> me well, on my... the other hand. No, no, no me. What? What? Me tell Come story. on, you, you, you. Me tell story. What? What? Minimum motorway services, yeah? Oh, yeah. Pitch one. Um, T-Bay? 
No. No. Down south. Horrible. Oh. Mean. Yeah, yeah. You know those southern services. Nasty ones. People yeah. screwed up faces. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> not Watford. Watford services. I think it was called like. Plump services oh, or something. They all are down there, aren't they? Or scub services. Oh. But I go into this KFC. It's one of them KFCs. Not KFCs. I go into a Burger King. Oh, it's one yeah. Of them Burger Kings that's littered. No one's bothered to put their own stuff in the bin after the meal, which is the bare minimum you want. Yes. And Burger Kings, they're understaffed as it is. Yeah, they are. Right? Before I go in, there's some hag banging on the window of the Burger King mm-hmm. she's banging on the window to her own children right. there's a baby in a high chair and she's banging on the window to get the baby's attention yeah so she can wave at it <laughs> now right. the volume that she's banging I can hear this loud from outside I'm like Jesus Christ I hope she stops that by the time I get in there yeah hope she stops that by the time I get in there go in order a meal sit down me and Lucy right we look over to the table that she was banging at yeah right? now the dad is looking to the kids outside Screaming to try and get their attention. Right. The glass is so thick they can't hear. Yeah. And I'm getting infuriated because I look at their table. It's a tip. Yeah. Sauce everywhere. Yeah. Rubbish everywhere. All on the floor. And I'm, I'm annoyed at this family. Yeah. To begin with, right? Yeah. And the dad, he starts doing this game to try and get the kids to guess what animal noise he's making. Right? Oh, right. Okay. And he's doing, right? I can't believe I'm saying this. A spot on impression of a horse. Right, like like bang on. I've never heard it in my life. Yeah, it was visceral. Like he was whinnying. He yeah. was like, it was amazing. You'd think yeah. he was a, like an expert. Yeah. Definitely wasn't. He just some chump. Yeah, who can do a horse noise? Some, some jumping plump. And I'm, I'm annoyed, but I'm not annoyed by the mess, the noise. By the time we walk off, I look at the table and I think, Jesus Christ! How about you have some respect for the people who work here? <laughs> but then me and Lucy were dumbfounded. Yeah. Right? We're dumbfounded mm. at how good the impression was. Yeah. Forgiven. Oh. What do you think of that tale? I believe you, you know, because, you know, there are some celebrities that have done despicable things, but then you think, well, they did make good music, didn't they? <laughs> the, the thoughts and views of Lucas Kirkby do not represent the Potvision podcast, <laughs> nor Tom Lawrenson, or Holy Sister Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, what have I been up to this week? I'd like to know. Do you want me to say? Yeah, go on, you, no, say. you say. I'll say, I'll tell the viewers, I'm engaged! I can't believe that you let me interrupt <laughs> this amazing announcement with the story of people being mucky in Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, both stories are valid. Both stories are valid, but I'm an engaged man! <laughs> I took me then-girlfriend, Martina, to Dublin. We mm. went for a few days away in the Republic of Ireland's capital. It was three years to the day since we met. Three years. Oof, some time fly. And uh, I took her for a lovely Italian meal. We had a bottle of wine. Oh, my God. And then we you were... drinking wine. I know, it was a special day. And then uh, she had no idea and I took her to, uh, it's like a, a stone wall pier that went out into the sea. Mm. And uh, I got on one knee and I proposed and uh, we cried and we're together and we're going to get married next year. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, and uh, we rang you up, didn't we, to tell you? Rang me. First yeah. point of call. Well... I want to tell you there were a few people before you. They didn't answer. Uh, they didn't answer, and then it was you. <laughs> we thought, we won't ring Martina's mum and dad, we won't ring my mum and dad, we'll get Tom on the blower. <laughs> tell him first, and then we'll tell everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we now... Uh... <laughs> Who would answer on a Friday night? Yeah, Tom. Tom would. Tom Wood. Of course he's going on Summer Friday night, whatever it was. We're joking about that, but we rang uh, Martina's mum, who was in Poland. She was in bed, asleep. We woke her up, and uh, we woke up her dad as well. He was in bed in Germany. My mum was awake. My dad was awake. My sister was awake. No answer. No, they answered, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry to tell you, Tom, you were about eighth or ninth on the list of people. You told me I was the first person you called. 
No, I didn't. You did. No, I didn't. I've been. I've been. You make him look a prat now. I've been <laughs> going around telling everyone that I was the first person. No, you, you might have been the first non-family member. I can't remember. This is mental. Why would I ring you first? Toying with me emotions. <laughs> I thought you were winding me up just now. No, I genuinely <laughs> thought I was the first person you called. No, no, we rang parents, family, then you. I am your parent. Yeah, you are. I'm your daddy. You're my daddy, my brother, my son. Mummy, your brother, your baby. All mixed up in one. All in one. Yeah. And I'm about to be sick. (laughs) (laughs) That is horrendous. (laughs) Tom, I've got a question to ask you. Pregunta para Tom. Si, pregúntame. Will you be my best man? Oh, absolutely I will. Yay! 100%. I love you. I love you for There we go. I love you as well. Good. Hey, that's nice, isn't it? I feel like we shouldn't do an episode now. Just... Hmm, I'll have to start writing my best man speech. Get ready for some descriptions of the male anatomy. Get ready for some gagging noises. <laughs> I will be gurgling some beer into a microphone. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. And I will be dancing with the mother of the groom. <laughs> Get ready for that, Susan. <laughs> Very good, that's put a smile on my face. You saying yes? Oh, how beautiful. Now, before we get into the actual episode, the seems, actual chapter... Seems an anticlimax to do the episode. I know, I know, yeah, I should have asked you at the end. But we must, uh, you know, people might be listening today, noticing the way of... of Pottervision podcast upgraded their production values. Have they spent a bit more money on the quality of the show? And you're right, because Tom today has got typed up (laughs) printed notes for the first time ever. Usually it's just seven words scrolled into a notepad, but he's actually got a script. I wrote it all out. I corrected my grammar, I put some punctuation in there, I opened a Word document, I typed. Thoughts from my brain uh, were processed through my arms, right through my wrists, to my mm-hmm. fingers. The fingers <laughs> typed onto the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, the keyboard sent messages to the computer. The, the words appeared on the screen, and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Fantastic. Whereas you might be disappointed that I'm still going for the old-fashioned pen and paper. Um, it makes me mad. <laughs> Tom, my best man, are you ready for a chapter 13 rundown? <laughs> Give me a rundown. <laughs> Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Ron and Hermione, they're not talking to each other. He thinks Hermione's cat's murdered his rat and he's not talking to her. Hermione's not talking to him, but whatever. There's a Quidditch match coming up, and they're practising. Harry finally gets to use the firebolt, and it's brilliant. He's flying round dead fast. He's doing loop-de-loops. He's having a great time. He even lets Ron have a little go. Anyway, it comes to the match, and it's Cho Chang. He's the seeker for Ravenclaw and Harry. Ooh, he might fancy her a bit. Ooh. They have the match, they're flying around, she's very good. He's about to get the snitch when suddenly he sees three hooded figures and he thinks, oh, it's the Dementors. Mm. Expecto Patronum, he blasts them off, he catches the snitch. Happy days, they've won the match. Turns out the Dementors were Malfoy, Crab, Goyle and Marcus Flint doing a prank. And they're in trouble detention and 50 points from Slytherin. Gryffindors are having a party. We've won the match. They're partying till one in the morning. McGonagall makes them go to bed. But Ron is woken up with a scream and a shout as he says he has seen Sirius Black with a knife in the common room. He's going mad. Nobody believes him until McGonagall asks Sir Cadogan, who says he did let a man into the common room. How did he know the password? Well, he must have found Neville Longbottom's little note with all the passwords written on it. And that was Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Mm. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. Oh, oh it was good, wasn't it? It looks like the end of Ron and Hermione's friendship. 
how fickle can you be? Yeah. That you would fall out with someone over their cat killing your rat. Yeah. It's t- yeah, I think, you know... If I came round your house and I killed Poppy, <laughs> you think you'd stop being friends with me? Yes, if you did it on purpose. <laughs> if you deliberately murdered an animal. Oh, yeah. What well, well, if I was hungry? All right, fair enough. You mean that? No. <sighs> I'm not coming round then. If you've not checked the fridge first. How was mum and dad's uh, vacation with Poppy? Well, I must say, well done to them for babysitting, but there were a few things uh, we weren't too happy with. Number one, uh, there was hardly any bedding on the in the cage, so much so that... Oh, when you got it back? Well, when we went to Wales to visit before oh, we yeah. brought Poppy back, and you're supposed to fill like a few inches up with straws because they like to burrow and stuff but look at the cage you can see the bottom of the cage in some places it's hardly <laughs> any bloody straw in it and we're uh, you're supposed to not give them too many treats and sweets right we looked it up you're supposed to give them something like in terms of sugar one slice of banana a week so we go, uh, what have you been feeding them? So, oh, well, give them the normal stuff, the bowls full to the brim with, like, seeds and biscuits and things. And they go, oh, we give her a few pieces of fruit a night. <laughs> hey. Like, well, yeah, we give her a few bits of banana, <coughs> sultanas, bits of apple. We're like, bloody hell, you're going to give her hamster diabetes. So she's now on a strict diet. But I suppose, you know, that's what it's like when you go to your grandparents, isn't it? They give you cake and sweets and shit, don't they? Good Lord, poor Kirkby's, if this is their grandchild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my goodness. But I was worried that she was going to be massive because they told us what they were feeding her. Mm. But she she did look a, a good size. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, we're very thankful. I got my mum some orchids as a yeah. uh, as a thank you gift, and my dad some IPA beer. Beautiful, yeah. daddy like, daddy love, mummy like, mummy love. Perfect then. <laughs> Moving away from Poppy, yeah, back to Scabbers, and this is no comment on my opinion of um, small animals, but Scabbers is dead. Crimea River Ron. It's disgusting. Yeah. I've said it time and time again. Rats are vermin and you shouldn't be sleeping with them, Ron. Dirty boy. <laughs> well, yeah, because how long has it been since that happened? Would your opinion of me change if I had a pet rat that I slept with? Um, If you slept with it, yes. It In would. my bed. It wet the bed. It yeah. pooed the bed. Yeah. I never changed my bedding. I didn't have a mattress protector. Yeah. And I forced you to shake my hand. I I would I would think differently of you, and I would be disgusted that I'd shook your. Do you think me a clean man? Yes, I do actually. I find you very clean. That's a lovely thing to hear. Yeah. I find you very clean. Thank you very much. I've never seen an ounce of shit on you. <laughs> I don't think there's any higher compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, and I know. Well, my smell's not very good, but I've never, I've never like gone. Oof, you could do with a shower or. You're always very clean, you're well kept. Hear that, listeners? Good man. Why not come to a Pot of Vision tour date where you can get a whiff of me first hand? Yeah. I invite all listeners to the stage where you can present your nostrils, <clears throat> exhale, so you've got a vacuum in your lungs, mm-hmm. and then inhale to uh, receive the odours of my fruits. <laughs> Maybe not my fruits. My. <laughs> Of my um, yeah, yes. epidermis. Exactly, exactly. What, what, a, what a kind offer. And uh, we extend that to any mm. of our listeners. We, I was trying to think, you know, because Ron and Hermione are not talking to each other. Have we ever fallen out? I don't think we have properly, have we? <clears throat> no, I think we go periods where we've probably had enough of each other. You know, having yeah. to like... It's different doing the podcast. When you perform on stage... Yeah. It's like you're both fighting for attention and then yeah. we have to touch each other as well, you know, like we have to get in the hoodie together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that can be like a bit irritating. Yeah. <laughs> like getting in the hoodie together. Well, or yeah. like, you know, having to clean up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't Not, know what you we've mean. never properly got an hoodie. No. I don't no. think so. No, no, I don't think so. What a horrible question to bring up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why I brought it up, because I couldn't remember any time where we'd... I don't think we've ever even had a row or anything like that. 
We just kind of go off and do our own thing, don't we? Mm, time is nature's greatest healer. It is. And sometimes having it all out is terrible for a relationship. Yeah. If you start telling people all the things that annoy you about them, that's a recipe for disaster. Mm. Whereas we, we tell each other all the things we love about each other. Exactly. And we're stronger than ever. Yeah. If Tom ever annoys me, I just say, I love your hair. <laughs> and all is forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> Harry takes Ron's side, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, Harry, you just got to step back. Play devil's advocate here. Let their relationship heal themselves. Don't be destroying your own friendships. Mm. What do you think? Well, yeah, don't get in the mix of it. I mean, it's obviously like it's Ron Moore because they share a bedroom together. Yeah. But, you know, Hermione wants what's best for them both. And if she's saying, you know, Crookshanks never did it, they should trust her. Yeah. Their evidence is weak, if anything. Yeah. Some ginger hairs in a bed. Hermione says, they've probably been there since Christmas. And probably, because I don't imagine Ron's changed in his own bedding. No. So if, you know, I think it's completely possible. What do you think? Do they have to do all their own laundry? Or do you think somebody, uh, they have like an elf doing it? Well, her saying they've been there since Christmas makes you think that no one's changing the bedding. Because we're at least in February. Guys, I've heard someone say you should change your bedding once a week. Yeah. Change your bedding. I've got that colour changing bedding, so you know when to change it. What? Does that exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know, maybe like once a week, I'll wake up in the morning and yeah. there'll be a big brown streak. <laughs> oh, you had to say <laughs> that, didn't you? Didn't you? I've got that colour changing bedding. You you get in it and uh, in about three years it goes yellow and that's when you have to change it. You're in. Yeah, you're in bed. <laughs> People always want you to take a side, don't they? In anything, you're not allowed to not have an opinion. Hey, what do you think about this? Dunno. I'm happy being Mr Bad Guy. Take the other person's side. Yeah. If you want to take a side, I don't need you. Yeah. I'm, uh, I feel sorry for myself. <laughs> and Fred and Joe, Ron's upset, isn't he? His pet's died. He had him for 14 years or whatever. And Fred and George are not being helpful. They were like, hey, you were always saying how boring he was. How he only ate and slept. Bloody hell. God help Ron when Nana dies. <laughs> yeah, you were saying she was boring. It's a weird logic to when you're grieving for somebody. Yeah, people do that sometimes when, um, I think we spoke about this before, when people like, you know, break up with someone and someone will be like, I never liked her anyway. Excuse me. Yeah. I spent the best part of ten years with that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just suddenly slag him off. Like, we broke up, but it was amicable. You can't start saying, I think <laughs> you always thought they were a slut or something. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I think people just... They've obviously been thinking that for ages about their friend's boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And suddenly they're like, hey, I can say what I like now. Hey, no repercussion. Yeah. <laughs> always thought he was a wanker. I always thought you could do better. Hmm? Now, they go off to the Quidditch pitch, don't they? Oh, they do, yeah. Bit of the old practice. Yeah. Uh, Madame Hooch is admiring the broom and she says, oh. come on, me and Ron will go sit together. Yeah. What the hell are they talking about? Oh, I'd love to see that. The awkward small talk between Madame Hooch and Ron. Yeah. But she's there admi admiring the broom. Right, she's going, oh, hey, look, it's like a bit like this, a bit like the broom I used to have. And Oliver's like, right, come on, Madame Hooch, give it back. <laughs> Guys, this woman is giving up four nights a week for you <laughs> to practice Quidditch. Do you want to let her have five minutes looking at a broom? <laughs> They're not even letting her do that. She's like, she's had to, you know, cancel a date. She's not able to go to bingo this week because she's watching them play Quidditch. <laughs> You're all right, give it back, you bitch. You're not looking at the broom for long, are you? Yeah. Let her have her moment, that's all I'm saying. Oh. Now. Um, they find out that Ravenclaw's seeker is no other than... Cho Chang. Right. And it's said in the book that Wood scowled his displeasure 
that Cho Chang had made a full recovery some from some other um, injury. Some, some other, like, Quidditch-related injury. Yeah. He scowled in his displeasure that she'd made a full recovery. Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you insane, Oliver? Wishing injury on someone in the hopes it would make Gryffindor win yeah. easier. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah. Is that what he wants? An easy win? Is that what he's going for? Well, I think so, yeah. He just wants to win at all costs. But this guy is 18 years old. Yeah. He's in his final year at Hogwarts. She's in four, She's 14. Yeah. That's and he's wishing that her broken leg stays broken. He's already got a player on the team with the best broom in yeah. the world. Yeah. Right. What else does he want? Does he want all the other players to have their legs and arms bound? <laughs> I think he does. Does he want an apple in their mouths so they can't communicate with each other? Does he want them roasting over a spit, stewing in their own juices? Does he want to put a fork in their supple flesh and feel their meat fall off the bone? Listeners, see what you can get when he types his <laughs> notes up. Things like that. It was pure poetry. Oh, that was good. It's like listening to Wordsworth himself. Yeah, he's he's nuts, Wood. But what's the point in an easy win? Do you want an easy win? Right, don't tell me you're going to have the opposite opinion that you had last week when you told me that it was stupid to want an easy win. Or the other way around, I can't remember. You said you didn't mind having an easy win as long as you won. We did not have this discussion last week. Oh, well, it's actually been recorded this time. And Unlike the story where you told me that I had we'll, eaten a carrot in we'll, the car. We'll listen back to the tapes. There's been no such discussion. Oh, I don't you, know what to think, listeners. You sound crazy right now. Oh. You look insane. Oh. You've wet yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like what he's doing to me. It's... You've got to... I've, I've always held this opinion. You've got... If You've got to... If something is worth something, it's <laughs> worth fighting for. Hey? Yes, that's true. It's only going to be good if you've achieved it. <laughs> and that's the opinion I've always held. He's right, listeners, and I agree with him. Harry gets on the firebolts <clears throat> for the first time. And, whoa, it's the best thing he's ever done. New memory for your Patronus Potter. <laughs> he's flying around. He's having a whale of a time. <laughs> but this is, what do you call it, delayed gratification. He's waited two months to have a go on this broom. And he finally gets to go on it. It'd be good, wouldn't it? It would be good. Yeah. Or well, anything like that. Yeah. If you ever go, I went, when I've gone like months without having chocolate... Oh, and then when you get that first piece of dairy milk in your dirty little gob, and you start sucking, <laughs> it starts melting. Yeah, you're yeah, coating yeah. your teeth in it. Mm. You don't want to swallow. No, I, I I agree with you. If you wait for something, that's it how feels Harry feels right now. <laughs> He's on his broom, and he turned so sharply that Alicia Spinett screamed. <laughs> Why <laughs> was she near? Or was it the sheer sight of his speed? What yeah. angle that he took that it scared her? I think so. She's never seen a boy turn. So you could do a right angle turn. You go like, <coughs> on a broom, I yeah. think so. Not far off. You think you just like... <coughs> I think he can do a U-bend if he wants to. No, but a U... Well, a U's more likely than a right angle. Oh, you mean like instantaneously yeah. suddenly turn to the right? 90 degrees, can you picture it? <sighs> Maybe on a firebolt, who knows? It's the best broom in the bloody world. Well, he's not giving much to that idea. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, what do you want to say? No, leave it, leave All it. Right. That's, if, if you're not going to put any kindling on All my right. flame, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> You're no. imagining moving around like you do on a video game, don't you? Well, you don't even have to turn. You just press the next arrow when you go in that direction. Yeah, whatever. Nothing can <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't, <laughs> listeners. Nothing can stop us now. Yeah. Exclaims Wood. Yeah. Unless he says, Harry, you've sorted out your Dementor problem, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Dementor problem. 
that little prob I've got, that little issue I hear of, I have of hearing the tormented screams of my parents when the incarta- incarnations of death <laughs> yeah. pursue me. Yeah, I got some rennies for it, sorted. <laughs> well, this is what was making me think about that, right? These dementors can suck out your soul by locking their lips onto yours, giving you essentially the kiss of death. And suck out, <laughs> suck out your soul, right? The teachers, rather than saying, "Oh, we'll guard the dementors, we'll make sure that dementors don't come," instead they've just given Harry private tuition. Mm. Like, imagine being at school and the teachers like, right? There may well be armed gunmen at school sports <laughs> I day. Know where you're going to go with that? <laughs> there may be armed gunmen at school sports day, but. Don't worry, Tom. We've got you some fencing lessons after school. <laughs> Sorry. So you can fence your way out of it. There may very well be a nonce in the playground. Oh, no! But we've got you a big fake pair of fake breasts, so he thinks you're old, so he won't be interested. <laughs> How does that sound? It sounds lovely, Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah. So, Harry and Ron stay on the pitch to play around with the firebolt. Yummy. Spot some eyes. (gasps) Is it the Grim? It appears to be Crook Shanks. Yes. Does Ron throw something at it? Well, he picks a rock up to throw it at Crook Shanks, but then Crook Shanks disappears before Ron can throw said rock. Right. Ron, if you were going to do that... Yeah. He had the, I don't know if this is right, but he had the mens rea. He had, the, he had, he was intending to do it, right? Yeah. Now, even if Crookshanks did kill your rat, yes, I'm not a fan of cats. Yeah, as I've said before. Yeah. I think that all cats and dogs leave a film on your fingers. Are you aware of this film? Uh, no. You stroke a dog. Yeah. And then you can feel grease on your fingers. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is, the film. Mm-hmm. Some, I've told some people about this, and they tried to gaslight me into thinking I'm insane. <coughs> no, I don't like it when people gaslight me. I don't yeah. think it's right. To make me feel like I'm insane, that's not what I'm into. It's a very horrible thing to do to somebody, I must admit. But you're right, because cats and dogs can always sense that you've stroked another animal. I want to know from our listeners, we're going to do a poll... Can you, do you, are you aware of the film you get on your fingers when you stroke a cat or a dog? Please let us know. As I was saying, I'm not a fan of cats. No. But I know that a cat's life is worth more than a rat's. Yeah. And also, them two are animals. Cats chase rats. You, Ron Weasley, are a teenage boy. Yeah. Going through puberty. Yeah. You are not to try and kill a cat. That is serial killer stuff. Yes. The cat is not the natural prey of the man, but the cat is the natural predator of the rats. That was Circle of Life. I can't believe you're having to say this, Ron Leasley. You should know this. Yeah. Man, no kill, cat. Cat, yes kill, rats. Dog, no kill, elephant. Man, kill, chicken. Chicken, man kill pig, cow, man kill cow, man kill sheep, man kill whale for soap, man kill bat for mascara, man kill rabbit for testing drugs. But no kill cat. No kill cats. <laughs> Have some decency. <laughs> now, they all go into the great hall. Harry oh, brings yeah. in his broom and they're all staring at it, all gawping at it. Did he have to bring it to breakfast? Exactly. Egg, <laughs> egg, eggs, fucking exactly, right? Wood's like, Come, put it here, Harry, in the middle of the table. Yeah. Imagine if they were doing that with some kids' Air Maxes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, put it on the table. Get rid of all the breakfast and the broom's coming. Sorry. <laughs> These elves have just spent an hour preparing this banquet for you this morning. Yeah, and this is an expensive broom. <laughs> Go and have your breakfast, then go and get your broom and go to the match. You don't need to be bringing in your fireball to breakfast. Our favourite blonde bimbo comes over. There he is. 
Draco Malfoy comes over and he goes, are you sure you can handle such a broom? Yeah. He goes, perhaps you'll need a parachute. Mm-hmm. Got me thinking. Yeah. How does Draco Malfoy know what a parachute is? Yeah, that's true. Parachute is a muggle invention. Yes. And I will not have any wizard freak say otherwise. <laughs> right? Is that opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's a muggle invention. Yeah. Draco's dad is fiercely anti-muggle. Yeah. They won't have a television, will they? No. Well, Ron... They won't go to the cinema. Yeah. So where would he have seen a parachute in action? You're right, because Ron, whose dad is the muggle, anti-muggle person, not the anti-muggle person, but he's the muggle officer in the Ministry of Magic, Ron does not know how to use a telephone. Hmm. So how does Malfoy, whose dad hates muggles and everything to do with them, yeah, how would he know what a parachute was? Hmm. Hmm. Muggle studies? Don't know. He's not taking that. Mm-hmm. Now... That'd be like me taking... Horrible bum studies. Don't like it. I don't know who was saying this, but maybe it was all. Maybe it was like Jordan, whoever. And it says, according to which broomstick, the Firebolt is like the best broomstick in the world. Oh yeah, Lee Jordan. Yeah. Right. So, so now we also understand that there's a publication called Which Broomstick. Mm-hmm. Right. So, is it the sister magazine of Which Car magazine? Or is this another pun like Spellotape? Oh, like which instead of which? No, it's like, I think it was, oh, I don't know how to listen to it. Yeah. No, I assumed it was which like. <laughs> no, it is, it is spelt which as in like, which one would you like? But yeah, because there's obviously which magazine which tells you which things to buy, doesn't mm. it? It's like, it's with computers as well, doesn't it? It tells you which laptops are good. Which it? computer? Which car? Which uh, Jam Roly Poly? Yeah. Which broom? Which house? Yeah. Which dog? Which wife? <laughs> I would love Which Wife magazine. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. But he's there, he's ready to face the Dementors. And what he does, which sounds crazy to me, is he rolls up his wand in his T-shirt under his robes. Of course. For me, that surely that's got a chance of falling out, his wand. Rolled up into his T-shirt. So he's in to put it there. Yeah. Rolled it up. Right. And that's going to stay there, is it, when he's flying around at 100 miles an hour? Yeah. It reminds me, I went snorkelling in Alicante once. Beautiful. Lovely. About two years ago, me and Martina went, right? Lovely life you've had. Oh, it's been good. Makes my life look like a pile of shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Er... It is shit, no. Um, and what did you see? Well, we went snorkelling in Alicante. And to snorkel, we had to put on a wetsuit. Right? And so our clothes and belongings went into a little locker. Makes perfect sense. You wear dry clothes for above land. If you're going to go in water, why not wear wet clothes? Please continue. Exactly. So we put our tuxedos on that were dripping wet. And uh, <laughs> that was a joke. And uh, so we put all our, <laughs> our belongings in a locker... Right, we lock them. We say, where can we keep this key? Right, and the Alicante man, he says, just put it down the back of your wetsuit. <laughs> right? So we go, all right then. So I put it down the back of my neck, down the wetsuit. We go snorkeling, we come back, and of course the key is gone. Mm-hmm. It's into the sea. Of course that's going to happen. Yeah. But they threatened to charge us for a new key to be copied, but in the end, we blinked our little eyes, we gave her the Puss in Boots cute little animal eyes, and they let us have our stuff back. But this is what I think is going to happen with Harry. Hang on a minute. What? So they took no blame for the key being absorbed into your arse? They, t- they didn't get absorbed into my arse, it's in the sea somewhere. Well, why did they suggest that idea, if that's like... Do most people do that? Do they put... I think so, yeah. And obviously they normally keep the keys, but to me One it was question. like... Yeah, go on. This person who said this to you? Yeah. Spanish. Spanish. There it is! It all what? comes out! What? The Spanish are mad. <laughs> that's why it's called the Spanish Armada. Alicante. Alicante. 
And I tell you what, speaking of the Spanish, that day we had had all that happen, uh, and then we had to go back to the hotel now. Now then, the hotel... <laughs> the hotel was like two-hour walk away. So we call a taxi, right? Bring the taxi, we go, hello! Taxi. Go on, tell me. Puedo ir al blah, blah, blah in taxio, right? They start laughing. We hear laughter on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Inglés, Inglés! And they hang up on us. Because we spoke English. I've had that in Spain. Have you? Yeah. What happened? I've, I've had it where you try and speak to them in Spanish. Yeah. Make an effort. And you know my Spanish is good. It's brilliant. The listeners know my Spanish is good. I'm fluent. You are fluent. I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm surprised it's not your first language. Honestly. I'm absolutely fluent in Spanish. And then they go, let me stop you. My English is perfect. What are you trying to say? Yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah. I was giving you my best impression of the numbers one to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I also had it once. I was calling a taxi in a town called Guadamar. Yeah, yeah. And where I was staying was about 15 minute, 20 minute drive away. Yeah. Uh, and in the accommodation, there was a number for a taxi. Yeah. So I thought, keep hold of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Guadamar by the beach, called the taxi. I'm like, hola, necesito un taxi. Yeah. Uh, soy en Guadamar. Uh, quiero ir al Quesada. Yeah. And the guy was like, no. No, no, no. And I've already driven. This guy drops us off. Yeah. This guy drops us off. Oh, right. It's like, no. If you want to come here, you use a taxi from Guadamar. You don't call me. What? They've <laughs> got this thing is, you don't pick up, you only take. Right. Even though he's going to be coming back to where he is. Yeah. Surely you just have a radius of where you will drive to and from, and then you just do it. Because you're going to make more money if you drive further anyway. I think it's like a, um, you don't want to be going on anyone's turf in Guatemala. Oh, right. Get the cartel onto him. Mm. Oh. No, not the cartel. The taxi tell. The piatel. No. <laughs> not that joke. Cartel, taxi tell. Oh, There's gold being spun here. I want to ask you a question, please. Is it going to be rude? No. Ask away. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, the whistle blows for the Quidditch, and he starts zooming off in his fireball. So, he's, <laughs> the whistle blows, and he speeds off, whizzing round on the fireball, right? I think that's a disadvantage when you're looking for the snitch. Because surely, if you're flying round faster, you're not going to be able to see it as easy, are you? <laughs> where are you flying to? You don't know where the snitch is. Yeah. Where are you flying to, buddy? You might as well just stay where you are. It's like going, having an Easter egg hunt and just sprinting off. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> running off. How's it going? <laughs> That's the thing. Why is he just suddenly jetting off? Like you, sh- you should avoid the bludgers, of course. But I would just stay as central to the pitch as possible and do three sixties looking round. Mm, yeah, it's like I've said this before. Maybe I haven't. If you're playing scale electrics, you don't just effing pull the accelerator right down. No. You're going to fly off the board. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're going to fly off the track, Harry. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> in the sky... Yeah. Cho Chang goes, Oh, fuck, Harry, look upwards. Does she? These three Dementors. Is yeah. there not? Yeah, there are. There's three Dementors in the sky. Oh! Harry, bold as brass, gives him the Expecto Patronum. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You land. Lupin runs over. And Harry's like, oh, what do you think? How did I do? And he was like, oh, well, they're not actually Dementors, right? Yeah. To go and look, it is Draco, Goyle, some other men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Crab, Marcus Flints. And they've been stand, they've been hovering above, dressed as Dementors to try and scare Harry. Yeah, yeah. They're getting punished for this. Yes. They're getting punished for this. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think there's something impressive about it. Yeah. Like, what a gymnast. No, because Draco had been stood on the shoulders of Goyle. Yeah. While Goyle had been riding a broom, accelerating. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, that should be in Cirque du Soleil. What a feat. Yeah. What a feat they have just accomplished. 
But imagine that image, though, because Harry's looking down, thinking, whoa, three Dementors. Well, two of the Dementors are little boy-sized, and then there's one that's double the size. There's one twice as big, like a daddy Dementor and his two little kids. <laughs> Why is that Dementor riding a broom? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, why would there be two little ones and then one massive one, which is Crab and Malfoy on top of each other? But, like, imagine if I said to you, Lucas, you stand on my shoulders, we'll go for a walk. Yeah. It's not happening. It's not happening. I don't even think the best gymnast could stand on someone's shoulders without holding someone's hands or holding some balance. They don't mention this, I don't think, in the books at all, but there has got to be a massive market for flying circus acts. You know, like when you go and see uh, like monster trucks or motorbikes and they go through like rings of fire and do loop-de-loops and things like that. What would you like to see people doing what? Well, things like Malfoy and Crab. Malfoy stood on, on the thing, the shoulders of Crab flying around. Once you've seen a picture of that, I'm not even in, that interested in seeing that again. But this is just the start, isn't it? This is just the start. What about three of them piled up on one broom? Impossible. It's not going to happen. Harry can serve. The thing is, when you know magic exists, yeah. you're not interested in any of that shit. Oh, do you not think... Do you not think wizards would go and see the circus? No. No? <laughs> yeah, but like, if you're a wizard and you, you go to a normal circus, you think, just a man being shot out of a cannonball. I've seen a man with no nose and a bold head fly across the ocean unassisted. Yeah. And you show me a man with assistance flying out of a cannon. Boring! I've seen dragons. What have you got? Elephant? Elephant? What does it do? Lifts up women's dresses. Lifts up women's dresses. I'll have a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have a ticket. But yeah, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, by Mm. circus? I agree, all right, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. The boys are punished, these Slytherin lads. Naughty, aren't they? Detention and 50 points from Slytherin. To be objective now, McGonagall, that is not enough. Yeah. They have just tried to disrupt yeah. a Quidditch game yeah. that they are not a part of. Yes. Right? One, if anyone walks onto the Quidditch match or flies above the Quidditch yeah. pitch, yeah. that is... Even if you're not on a team, yeah. that is bad. Yeah. But the fact they're on a competing team, yeah. that is awful. They should be disqualified or yeah. like suspended from their own teams. And as well, it's just not going to work. Like I think next thing, they should up it and have Snape streak on the pitch. <laughs> they all know in advance the Slytherins. We're like, right, we know he's going to be down there running about with his bum out, right? We've already, he's already shown us, we know what it's going to look like. The Gryffindors are going to be distracted. We catch the snitch. What do you think? Him just, him just running on with his long black hair and nothing else. When I was saying what I was saying a moment ago, Lucas Kirkby began to smile. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what he's going to say next. And that's what he had. <laughs> Professor Snape streaking. <laughs> I sparked that in his head. Can you imagine him? Just be such a funny image. But like, no, <laughs> on the ground as well. When none of them are, they're, they're they're a competing team. Yeah. Let's say in that Euros, right? Yeah. When England was playing Scotland. Yeah. What if Italy had run onto the pitch and started yanking the t-shirts of the English players? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be banned forever, I think. Yeah. Pulled do, out of the tournament. You only do it during your own match. Yeah. That would be a punishment. Same right, you forfeit your next match. I don't, I've, got a, I've got a punishment for him. Go on. Kill Griphook. <laughs> <laughs> that poor goblin is constantly just stood on the hangsman's gallows waiting for somebody in Hogwarts to do something wrong. As soon as someone breaks the rule, that's you done for, mate. <laughs> All right, Gribbuck. <laughs> Lawyer, please. Lamp, please. 
Lamp, please. <laughs> Justice, <laughs> please. Lamp, please. Sandwich, please. <laughs> Bib, please. Now, this chapter. Andrix Washlets, please. <laughs> For the first time <laughs> in Harry Potter books, do we have even a whiff of romance in the air? Harry gets a funny feeling between in his who? stomach. I got a feeling. Between who? Because Percy's been having, been locking lips with Penelope Clearwater. Oh, that's true. Fred and George, they win the match. Not them two, but all of them. Yeah. And then, did you listen to the audiobook? Mm-hmm. It reads it like this. I don't know how you read it on the paper, but yeah. in the audiobook, it says like this. They go, Oi, Harry, party, Gryffindor common room, now. Yeah. It's be a nice thing. Yeah. Meant to be a nice thing. Why are you, why are, you ordering? are we going to be having fun up there? Or are you going to be picking on us? Are you going yeah. to be having a go at us? Yeah. If you want to invite me to a party, ask nicely. Yeah. And they leave for two hours to go to Hogsmeade and get snacks. Guys, there's gonna, you're going to have stuff. You don't have to grab all these butterbeers and sweets and stuff. They delay the party by two hours while they go through the... Uh, oh, I didn't realise they went to Hogsmeade. I just thought they robbed some stuff off. No, because they allude to... They wink at Harry and say, Ooh. With a little help from Padford Prongs and Dirty Nappy. And... Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> right. All right, shut up. Dirty Nappy. But Sirius Black would have been in the common room at this point and he would have heard... He's, he's, he'd been like, My ears are burning. My name's Padfoot. <laughs> Is he in? Oh, I assumed he just got let in while they were asleep. Oh, right, okay, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Makes sense. Now, Harry has a dream. He's following some silvery object, and then he hears the hooves clattering, and suddenly he wakes up. Right, now he wakes up to Ron's scream, which is written ridiculously in this book. It's even worse having to hear Stephen Fry scream it in your ear. <laughs> Ah, no! There are about ten A's, eight R's, three G's, five H's in that R. Mm. It's ridiculous. It reminds me of those shows they have on at the Edinburgh Fringe. Now, normally in the Edinburgh Fringe, you have to pay to be in the Edinburgh Fringe Guide, which shows all of the shows in alphabetical order. So what people do is they will name their show... Ah, it's the comedy show with about 11 A's at the beginning to make sure that their show appears at the top of the list on page one of the book. Which reminded me of this. Why is he saying that with so many A's and R's and G's and H's? Yeah, that's right, actually. Now, (laughs) they all run into the bedroom and looking at Ron and he's like, Sirius Black... He's in the was just been in the bedroom. I've seen him in here with a knife, right? Mm. And now no one's believing him. Yeah. No one's believing him. Yeah. Harry's like, Are you sure you weren't dreaming? Harry, how can you not believe him? Yeah. The amount of times you're seeing shit and fucking Ron's that's Ron to buy it, but you should at least have sympathy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when all the bed sheets are ripped, like how has he done that? McGonagall comes in and she doesn't believe him for a second. Shouldn't believe him for a second. Is it not that far-fetched that Black could be in the castle, you mad old cow? <laughs> he was spotted in the castle not a few months ago. Yeah. Why is it so crazy that he'd be in the castle again? Yeah. And the last time he was trying to get... Where was he trying to get? Gryffindor Common Room. Gryffindor Common Room. And where's he been spotted now? Gryffindor Common Room. Gryffindor Common Room. But instead McGonagall's like, Oh, go to bed, Weasley, you daft old boy. No, 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 there's a man in my bedroom. Yeah. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm telling you, there's a man in my bedroom, there's a man in my bedroom. I know what a dream is, yeah. and I know what a man looking in my face with a knife yeah. is. Believe me. And you can't scream in your dreams, don't you know that? No. I can't. I, I've tried, and I can't. I believe you're wrong. I believe that you saw Sirius Black. I believe that Sirius Black was in your bedroom. What I don't believe, what I can't believe, is why has he got a knife? Why does he need a knife when he's a wolf or he can use a wand? Maybe he's got, not got a wand. Maybe he's not got a wand. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, where would he get a wand? Oh, yeah, maybe. And then Ron says, when he asks Cadogan, yeah. They got the portrait. So Doggan goes, Yeah, I'll let a serious black in. He had the right password. He said he had a he had a piece of paper with the week's passwords on it, right? Yeah. 
McGonagall, instead of apologising to Ron, <laughs> or chastising this painting that has just let a murderer into the bedroom, yeah. goes, well, I know he needs to be punished for this. Never long bottom for leaving that line around. <laughs> that is not the issue at hand. No, no. Never long bottom is a student yeah. who's got a bad memory. Yeah. It's they, should like... be, they should be making concessions for him. Yeah. Either tell the painting to always let him in the room. Yeah. Or if you can't remember, what do you want him to do? Have some respect. Well, also, this guy's got past the Dementors and he's got through Hogwarts again. Mm. That's like being at a nightclub, right? And you find, you find like, a, a, an idiot, a dickhead in the DJ booth. And you go, what's he doing in the DJ booth? You shouldn't be talking to the DJ. You should be talking to the bouncers for letting him in in the first yeah. place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the problem. You know, they've let this crazy nutter through. <laughs> How come he's in the common room? How come he's in the bloody castle, McGonagall? <laughs> You'd have to all bince. Oh, yeah, we're not bothered that he broke into the yeah. house, but why is he playing billiards in the in the room? The common room is just one specific room. We would have been fine with him in the Great Hall. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have mined him in the, <laughs> in the foyer. Oh, let him walk around the girls' bathrooms. <sighs> But we don't want him in one common room. Neville, why did you open the toilet door when somebody knocked to come in? It was a murderer, you idiots! <laughs> why is he there in the first place? Now, how many... <laughs> how many? How many pairs of trainers on a breakfast dining table are you going to give this chapter out of five? Do you know what? For it, we we do find the Quidditch chapters boring, but I will actually turn around and say the actual match itself was probably interesting. Interesting, mm. more so than before. Megusta, Megusta, Aki, Aki, Tambiem, I will say I like the idea that Harry fancies somebody. That's a side of him we've not seen before, where he might be, you know, a little bit romantically interested in somebody else. And that's something we're going to see more of with Cho Chang, for sure. I found it interesting. Um, I like the cliffhanger that Sirius Black's been in the bedroom. Um, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm going to give it a solid four pairs of trainers on a breakfast table out of five. Excellent. So the title of this chapter, and I thought, boring. Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. You're yeah. boring me. Yeah. I'm a bored bitch. I'm a bored <laughs> bitch sat on a bed <laughs> reading a boring book. Yeah. Uh, but I started reading and I started to be entranced. Yeah. I was liking what I read. Mm. Very interesting. A lot of interesting visuals. Yeah. A girl screaming. Boys hovering above a Quidditch pitch pretending to be Dementors. Mm. A screaming boy in a bed. Um, a stupid teacher. Entertaining. I'm going to also give this chapter four pairs of trains out of five. Lovely. Now, are you ready for this week's enticing segment? Quiz. Quiz, 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 Oh, in the in the pet shop in uh, Diagon Alley. Uh, what is the name? Oh, come back to me on that one. Question two. What shall be the lasting memory of Scabbers, according to friend George? Oh, uh, when he bit uh, Goyle. I'll give you that. The scar on Goyle's hand. Yeah. Question three. What broom did Madame Hooch learn on? A um, A silver arrow. Correct. What broom does Cho Chang ride? Uh, a Comet 260. Correct. What weapon did Black have? A knife. Question one. Where did Crookshanks land on Ron's head? What location? Um, oh, no. Um, the Magical Creature Emporium. <sighs> Unfortunately, the answer was a magical menagerie. Oh, no, he's ripping up the quiz! <laughs> what would I have won this week? You're about to win 
100 pounds cash. Oh, bloody <laughs> hell, and he's ripped up the notes. It is time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in her beak this week? Eek, eek. We've had a lovely review from Adam 17718917772. Oh, no, it's going to go that way. Mm, they've given us a lovely five star review, if you don't mind me saying. And I think they've been referred to the podcast by one of your sisters. Oh, yeah. This person says, Wow. Holy Sister Sophie isn't wrong about this podcast being amazing. Mm. Lovely review. Thank you very much. We've also had a message on the website from Danielle Pollinger. So thanks for getting in touch, Danielle. Now, they say, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the British show Misfits. Have you seen it? No. No. But the main character, Rudy, in the later seasons is exactly what I picture when I hear you guys, especially Lucas. Two of us. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I've had a look and he does have a kind of Manchester accent, so maybe that's why uh, we remind them of that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, They say you both sound exactly like him and have the same raunchy, funny sense of humour. I had to look both of you up and make sure neither of you were the actor who played him. I'd love to know if anyone else has said this. No. I think you're alone in that. You are, you are. I, people often say I look a bit like Michael Sheen. You know the actor? Mmm. Do you think about that? I think you look like Mr Bean. Mr Bean. <laughs> Do you ever get mistaken for anybody? Not Michael Sheen. No. <laughs> I get, who do I get? There's another, there's another bloke on the internet who's got like... Tied back hair and a patchy beard that people keep telling me I look like. Russell Brand? No, I think younger. Uh, Young Russell Brand. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it, young Russell Brand. And they finish by saying, I want to say, so far my favourite part of the show has been the mole song. Ooh. So I'm glad you uh, enjoyed that. (laughs) Uh, We've also had a question from Bean. Speaking of beans, we've had a message from Bean on Instagram who asks, who would you rather face in a duel? Professor McGonagall or Sirius Black? McGonagall, a killer. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd rather... Well, at the point we're reading in the books, I think I'd be more scared of Sirius Black. But knowing the truth like we do, Mm -hmm. and knowing how badass McGonagall is later in the books, I think I would rather fight Sirius. I'd rather fight McGonagall because, like all teachers, I see right through them. Teachers cannot scare me anymore. I'm a man. You are. I'm a man with ten fingers, ten toes, an arse, (laughs) uh, some thighs, chest hair, uh, hair on my head. Mm. Eyeballs, gums, teeth, nostrils, nostril hair, beard hair, earlobes, ear wax, ear drum, uh, forearms, bicep, pectorals, nipples. Exactly. None of which a child has. He's a man, everybody. He is a man. (laughs) We must also congratulate... Our two new patrons, thank you very much for supporting us. Stephen George Fox, who is a new baby Harry. Hello, baby Harry. Kiss on your head. And thank you very much to Madison Crouch, who's a new baby Hermione. Ooh, baby Hermione. Madison Crouch, come here, kiss on your head. A quick kiss on the head before the midwife comes back. And now we like to read out. Uh, we put a thing out there asking people. We were talking about Patronuses last week. So put a little question out there. What are people's Patronuses and what would help conjure them up? Not put up your uh, ribbon bit yeah. I put it up today. Oh, did you? How's yeah, it yeah. doing? It's doing very well. At least five likes. <laughs> hey. Now, Hamster0979 says that their uh, their Patronus is a teeny tiny Tom and Lucas 
holding hands and skipping towards the Dementors. Ooh. That's nice, isn't it? That's yes, nice. Yes. Ginge Pixel says a panda. And his memory would be from when we saw one at a zoo in Tokyo. Oh. There we go. Uh, we've also have one from Linda Diskin, and her Patronus is a rhino. Oh my god, that's powerful, Linda. Very Linda, powerful. that's powerful. Very powerful. And her memories are powerful, either her graduation day or the first time she climbed Mount Snowdon and saw the view of Wales. Celebrate good times, come on! It's a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Colourful Fun and Co says the Norwegian forest cat, according to Pottermore, and they um, would think of their wedding day. Colourful Fun and Co, there's no such animal. There is. There's been no such day. You're single. Hey, get away! We say congratulations to you, and uh, that's very good. Uh, penultimate response from SJ Delaire says elephants and my happy memory would be quitting my last job beautiful lovely and this is a reminder to all our listeners to quit your job asap asap even if you like it get out and finally from shelly silly roosh uh they've said my patronus is an owl and to conjure it i would imagine my first concert kelly clarkson and to be honest if i'd seen kelly clarkson live she'd be my memory too if I'd seen Kelly Clarkson live, I'd be going, hoo, hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. So that was it, Edwig's Droppings. If you want to give us a question or get a shout out, or if it's your birthday or something, we'll give you a shout out next week. <laughs> We're not doing birthday shout outs, are we? What, yeah, why not? We'll give birthday digs and nothing more. Oh, yeah, we'll come round to your house and we'll punch you on the shoulder for however many years you've been on this godforsaken earth. We promise. Edwig's droppings. This has been the Podovision Podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening. Guys, we're going on tour. There's only about three and a half weeks Till our first date, we're at Chorley Little Theatre on the 30th of September. And we just keep going all throughout this year. And next, we're on 13 venues at the moment, hoping to be uh, 14. So you can find all the dates, ticket links, pottervision.com if you want to support us. We're also on patreon.com slash pottervision. There's bonus episodes, there's merchandise, there's a recording of our 2019 live show. Check it out and support us, it'd be really helpful. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just search Pottervision. And uh, give us a, a chat on there, say hello. Next week, we're on episode 49, chapter 14 of The Prisoner of Azkaban, Snape's Grudge. You have been Tom Lawrenson. And you have been an excellent version of Lucas Kirkby. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.